0: Hey, everybody, before we get to the move podcast for today, uh, stage 12, make sure you stick around till the end of the show. We have a special guest. Matteo Jorgensen is joining us from the team bus on the way home from the stage. Uh, If you watch the race, uh, a fantastic stage for him, although um, probably disappointing, but uh, really cool for him to come on. So make sure you stick around to the end. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Move Podcast, brought to you each and every day of the summer by Ketone IQ, made by HVMN. We've got some HVMN action coming up here in the next couple days. I'm getting ready. Anyways, more importantly, talking about stage 12, one by, check this out, uh, Jan Izigera, but the correct spelling, this is crazy, is I-O-N. But he was like, yeah, I don't want to, you know, Eon doesn't want to mess with people, so he's just, they just call him John. From the Basque Country, been a pro since 2010. Pretty awesome. But Alain, what what, what happened on? Where do we go? Stage 12.
1: Stage 12, Roanne to Belleville-en-Bauges. <laughs> Roanne
0: to Belleville-en-Bauges. Ooh, it just it never it, it never fails. I fucking love that. God, I love it. Uh, before we get into all the action, today's show brought to you by Mont Kush. Montcush was created in 2019 by our good friend, uh, Sully, uh, trying to help out his daughter Devin with a medical condition. Montcush grows its own organic hemp in Vermont, which by the way is a beautiful, beautiful location and uses a custom 200 ton press to extract pure rosin. All the customer reviews, uh, are they rave about it? Uh, I know George is an avid user. We we snapped some pictures of him yesterday, rolling it up on his back yep. after he was, he was all sore. Um, uh, special technology, too. They utilize a groundbreaking nanotechnology called SENS, which is self-emulsifying nano-delivery system. No stain and no stink. You can lather it on. It, the more, As they say, more is more. You know, some people say less is more. Those folks at Monk Kush say more is more. So just, uh, uh, it doesn't matter either if you're just an amateur, if you, you know ride once a week, if you ride every day, if you ride twice a day a week, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, this is perfect for you. Uh, if you're in pain, go to Mont so you know that's with a K. M O N T K U S H. Montkush.com. Use the code The Move gets you 30% off your entire order. Again, Montkush.com. Use the code The Move. Also today, brought to you by Element. We got it sitting right here. Our hydration uh, go-to. I mean, this is the one. As it's now, well, we, just, we just, we've been sweating because we, you know, we ride later. You know, we get done with this. It's already sort of heating up here. Of course, I'm where we're from. It's a hell of a lot hotter than this. We're a little spoiled. Yep. Some of us. Um, but it it gets hot, so we, we hit the element uh, religiously. A thousand milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, 60 milligrams of magnesium. There's no sugar, no gluten, no BS in it. It is the real deal. Our listeners can get a free element sample pack with any order. When you head on over to drinklmnt.com slash the move. Again, that's drinklmnt.com slash the move. Dial in the flavors. In and I goes.
1: started a little hack, by the way, which Ooh. I heard from Huberman. One uh, full glass of LMNT in the morning before anything, before coffee. And I started doing that. Seriously. While I'm here to get you nice and hydrated to start the day.
0: And in... And- I mean, you waited 12 days. <laughs> no, I just, uh, <laughs> to, I had lunch with our friend
1: Pam and she told me about it and, uh, well, and, and, well, and so then I started doing it and too. on the cold morning, you can drink it hot, like the chocolate one. You can. Yep.
0: Have you had done that yet? No, no. I bet nobody tells me these little life hacks. Um, pretty amazing. Anyways, uh, Yanni Zegara. I mean, I, uh, here's a team. What, what was, you know, the code second stage win in this tour and they hadn't, uh, hadn't won one in. Boy. What was it, 15 years it's, or something like It then? was some astronomical yeah. amount of time. Um, I thought he rode a great race. I mean, this this was uh, um, a very hard stage. Again, I know I nerd out on this all the time, but yet another day of 10,000 feet of vertical climbing. It just, you ju- I just can't stress enough what that's going to, I, I say it every day. Every day is 10,000, 10,000. Know, the final week, that is going to add up, but uh, the break went away.
1: The stage was super aggressive early on. Uh, I thought he, I thought he rode a brilliant race. Yeah, you saw the breakaway. There was no panic cookings in the breakaway. Mm. These are all serious, serious riders. Uh, you know, top twenty GC riders rolling away. I think it's about fourteen guys that ultimately made the final. Uh, with lots of action, Vanderpoel going away solo. Uh, a breakaway like that with such strong guys. It's really hard to know what's gonna happen. Um, But Izagiri took the bull by the horns, went for a solo attack in the final 30 kilometers, Uh, really was the guy that had the most left in the tank. The guys behind were still really strong, but they didn't work together as well as they probably should have. Um, And it was just an incredible victory for Izagiri and the team. And as they were chasing, but I mean, if you're just looking at
0: cycling from a tactical standpoint, I mean, I thought he, he timed his attack right. But look what was happening behind when there were those six or seven guys going. He had a teammate in there, Guillaume martin which is, is, you can't imagine how that changes the dynamic. Obviously, he gets a free pass. He gets to just sit on, even with strong guys. It it just nullifies that chase effort just enough. Um, Tactically, they rode, you know, for a team that hasn't won a bike race in, I don't know, since the 20th century,
1: uh, pretty damn good. Yeah, that's an ideal scenario. Two guys on the same team making a breakaway like that, where you guys got, you have guys like Wout Van Aert. Even for a minute, you saw Yates and uh, Pogachar sort of attacking there uh, early on. It was a very, very hard start, maybe one of the hardest starts of the tour. Um, so these guys, they, they went in with a tactic, have more than one guy in the breakaway, and, and used those numbers. And today, they was just a really incredible ride.
2: That had to be frustrating for Mateo Jorgensen, oh. who kept attacking because that. Group wouldn't work together, and uh, you know maybe he thought he could bridge. But you know if they did work together and caught it, he would have had a good fighting chance. It's frustrating.
1: I it's frustrating. I, I get it. But he's he's moving up in the rankings. His, his uh, best place thus far in Tour de France was today, third place. But not only that, he's making the hardest breakaways mm. that there can be to make. He's made he made it the other day, rode away solo. He's made it again today, finished third, just a little bit behind Isagiri. But the point is, he's he's gaining confidence and he's getting better as the races going past the halfway mark, so I imagine we're going to see him in a lot more breakaways to come. I'm trying to get him on the show, and by the way, I texted him, but we'll see, he's probably in the bus, still going to the hotel, but it'd be fun to have him on at some point. I think uh, Outcomes had him as a,
2: a pick. Oh, they did? Uh, for today, yeah, so... That's a, that was a good pick. If Johan and and Spencer are, are seeing a lot of promise in him, that says a lot. I wonder if it, what the
0: odds were on Izzy Gary.
2: They had to be <laughs> right. a lot. Some yeah, somebody right.
0: made some somebody made some money uh, speaking of kofidis you know i, I, I did, and just as a little background i have history with this team right i was i was motorola ended in nineteen ninety six uh i i uh, i think at the tour signed with kofidis it was their first year as a team in uh in nineteen ninety seven uh and of course right after shortly thereafter i uh, that i had signed i got diagnosed um, and it was a it was a bad bad situation you know they they were uh you know candidly they were not supportive uh, um, and so but whatever um but but the team is still around right this is now we're in what what is that it's 26th year um and for them to no no sponsor really stays around that long in in any sport um, but for them to come back like this i'm going to give them a boomstick and i'm going to give where's my Whoa. boomstick yep, Boom yep. Stick. i know i know we're going to bury the hatchet with Cofidis a little bit just for the day. But I'm, <laughs> just I'm, for I'm, the day. I'm <laughs> giving <Okay>. the boomstick.
2: <laughs> I was just uh, about to say, wait, this is a whole new landscape. And then Lancer. you throw in
0: just for today. <laughs> no, hold, all right, let me <laughs> practice some namaste. Hold on a sec. Um, gratitude, uh, graciousness, uh, namaste, um, um, all that. Boomstick. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give it to our old teammate, Cedric Vasseur. You were asking me, JB. Um, but something has to be different about this team, right? The, right. The, the With different two riders. Ends, and, something. You know, wow. A lot of times
1: you bring in. Some, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you, man. I know. I, I asked him. I was
2: I, like, what did they change? Did they change director? What did they change in this team to, to ignite them? Well, you look at these teams, that it, there has to be a change like that. You either bring in new management,
0: uh, new coaches, uh, obviously new riders, but the management and the coaching and, and the structure of the team is really the thing that makes uh, the big difference. They brought in Cedric Vasseur uh, who was on postal with us, uh, who was a good writer. Um, uh, it was funny. He was back in the day, uh, is a little swarmy, but I, I liked Cedric, yep. um, back in the day when we raced, you know, no, and I mean, no French writer spoke English. Cedric Vasseur spoke perfect English. I remember when he was on gone, I think before that I was like, why does this dude speak English? Which, which obviously made the connection uh, easier for us to bring him onto the team. He was a very strong writer. He spoke our language and, you know, now he's running that team. I mean, if you look at it, you're like, all right, what's the difference? You guys have been around 26 years. You've sucked almost all the years. What's the difference, right? And, and that's why I'm, I'm going boomstick for Cedric.
1: Yeah, I think he's bringing a bit more of an international appeal to the team. And there's no doubt, like you mentioned earlier, how important management and staff is now in teams. In fact, a lot of the riders are taking way less money when they're comfortable with uh, you know, the coaching staff and uh, the, the the management behind the team. They're actually taking less money because they want to go to a program that's going to help them build and become better riders. So that's definitely happened a lot more in pro cycling these days. And
0: I shouldn't say they sucked for 26 years because in 1998, they rode a really good Tour de to France. You had Julik on the team. Yeah. You had Livingston on the team. You had Meyer on the team. Uh, I, I, I even believe... Um, the French kid that was on the team won my favorite jersey that year, the polka dot jersey. They were strong in 98. That was really, the that, honestly, that's the only decent year that they've had. They had some good years, I should say, as well, with Frank Vandenbroek. But uh, it's it's been dim for 26
2: years. It was a long time. I'll uh, tee that up for Johan on JB Square today, see if he has any more intel on what's, you know, taking place on that team.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I think they're just they're just coming in now with the with the win early on. Uh, this happens yeah. in teams, you know, in organizations. Right. You get a win early on, all the pressure's off. Whatever happens after that is fine. It's all bonus. So these guys are going in. I feel like nothing to lose. Might as well go all out, make the breakaways, and take the chances they got because they got the early success. Um, so Victor Lefay really set up this team to be successful in this sort of France, and we're not done seeing them. In the breakaways this year. I agree. And
2: I, another seasoned, older writer when it becomes tactical. Yep. That's kind of, yeah, uh, we've I mean, seen
1: that a few times, but you know,
2: there's not a lot of guys
0: in this Peloton that have been a pro since 2010. What a good year for the Basque. I mean, the tour started there, the Basque are riding well, obviously Pelo Bilbao. Um, and, but to your point, George, about, I always like to think of, you're talking about just morale and the team, to me, it really comes down to. I mean, obviously, in the race, you want to have good morale. Um, but it really, to me, it comes down to the dinner table and the bus ride. And it's just what is that vibe at the dinner table when you're all sitting around together and you haven't won a stage, right? And let's say you're two weeks in, you're expected to win a few stages, you haven't won a stage. Those people are sitting around crying in their pasta, right? A team like Kofidis that nobody expected anything from, uh, LeFay wins early, dinner morale, dinner table morale is immediately 10x after tonight it's not 20x it's 100x this thing just keeps multiplying multiplying they'll keep racing hard i i believe it
1: yeah the french team Cofidis, has the whole country of france super excited we had pinot up in the breakaway today which caused a lot of uh stress back in the peloton we saw Ineos and um somebody else was helping to keep pinot from within creeping into that you know top five top six um general classification um, so we're starting to see a whole lot of different things going on. Not only people going for race wins, but people trying to protect their top ten overall, which is giving teams like Jumbo a break. Albeit, I didn't love seeing uh, Ties Bennuut up there in the breakaway today, and while Van Aert going all out to get in the breakaway after what we know is coming in the next three four days, I feel like these guys should have been sitting back and uh, you know. Trying to trying to rest up for these really hard days to come.
0: I was I was surprised at how much uh, Pogachar and Vingegaard were 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 matching and, and sort of uh, you know watching each other early in the stage. It's somebody's going to have a really bad day. These are really hard days. We have a lot more to
1: go, and they
0: were straight up racing in the first hour. I'm like, yeah. I
1: mean, maybe I. I think they kind of had to. It was so yeah, hard but that you, it's but just. Do you? You don't. I mean, there was just no control. I mean, no, not one team was up there controlling. It was just random guys. So the GC guys decided they needed to be up there as well because their guys couldn't really control it as a team. Um, so it's just the, the racing is so so hard that uh, we're starting to see some strange things going on, like Jonas and Pogachar trying to get off the front early on.
0: Uh, JB, I don't know if it was you that asked it or maybe one of our viewers asked it. Um... Early in the tour, they said, what would happen if, if there were no teams? And it was every man for himself. It was a
2: listener question. It was a listener question. Mm-hmm. So
0: if, if for that listener, if you're listening right now, the start of a stage like today, that's as close as you're going to get to that. I mean, it was every man, for, even though obviously yep. we have teams. I mean, there were just people everywhere, guys getting dropped. You know, communications probably not that good. Guys looking around going, shit, what do I do? That's as close as you're going to get to it.
1: And it took a long time. I mean, oh, which several, is like a couple hours of uh, full-on attacks and breakaways. Sepp Kuz was stuck stuck behind, dropped, which we don't love to see. Um, so it was so hard. And if a guy like Sep Kuz, who's obviously one of the world's best climbers, is getting dropped early on, means he's having a little bit of a rough day, hopefully not dealing with any kind of villainous because uh, Jonas is going to need him in the next few days, but that just is an indication of how difficult that start of the race was.
0: Mm-hmm. Y'all heard it here. The man with the hammer is coming for quite a few folks in the last half of this tour. I do don't do you think,
2: do you think this uh, Tadei Jonas thing is just, uh, they're just, it's just a mental battle that the, you know, the juggling around the little challenges here and there. Well, sure. They're trying to show yeah. like mental dominance. Yeah, like sure.
0: And, and even, and, and George, you commented on this as we were watching Pogachar sprinting, yeah, for twelve for plates. twelve places didn't for get. 11th it, by place. the way, didn't get it. You yeah. got you got third or whatever he got, but yeah, sprinting. Yeah. I, I, that I just I do not understand that. We I had think a there's couple, no reason.
1: But PJ wrote me. He's like, can you explain why he's sprinting? I'm like, actually, I cannot explain. Yeah, I mean, we look, Lance and I looked at each other like, what What is he doing? Especially after what happened last year on doing the all the same similar sprints for eighth, ninth, tenth plays Like, just save everything you can. This is Tour de France. <clears throat> this is a hard week coming up. Should go all in for that. Yeah. Mm. We'll talk a little bit about tomorrow, plus a couple
0: fun things. Today's show also brought to you by Huckberry. Huckberry is building the future of retail for active, adventurous guys. Where style and adventure converge, millions trust them as their one-stop men shop for discovering and shopping well-crafted and curated products. I know I get my my Huckberry newsletter every day. By the way, I don't know how the hell they send out such cool newsletters on a daily basis. I mean, is this like uh, it's it's unbelievable. And, and and not only are is the content great, the products that the, they're very thoughtful about, they're not just shoveling you a bunch of crap. Right? The products are cool and and you know Can I show you this jacket? Oh this is sick. Look at JB. I brought it just to show Almost, like JB they sent
2: me this cool jacket.
0: Oh, he's taking the headphones off and everything now. We're look probably, at the, oh no wait, look at this is a runway here. Look at this No, slip. it is good. That's good.
2: Is that slick or what? Yeah. Just thought I'd share.
0: Yeah, you don't. You're going to so take that don't. back to Austin in August? <laughs> <laughs> hang it up for a few months? No. Uh, it's, uh, uh, some of my favorites are the 72-hour tee. Uh, it's the ultimate travel T-shirt. It doesn't, you know, doesn't wrinkle and, and really doesn't get funky. Um, so for you dudes out there, you know what I mean? Like it, you can just wear it and wear it and wear it. Uh, also, I love the waxed uh, trucker jacket. We've done a little special curation ourselves for the We Do crew, myself, JB, and George, if you want to see the stuff we picked out, go to huckberry.com slash the move. H-U-C-K-B-E-R-R-Y.com slash the move. Huckberry.com slash the move. By the way, also based in Austin, Texas now. Also today brought to you by Roca. Roca has invented a completely new class of eyewear. Glasses optimized for performance. No other eyewear brand can keep up with these guys and gals. The stuff they're doing, they're kicking ass. Not only do they look great. Uh, they work great. If you're out there hustling and sweating, they've got the no slip feature. They will not fall off your face. The optics are, are, are the best in the world. Uh, crystal clear, uh, fog resistant and scratch resistant. Um, and not only are a bunch of pro cyclists wearing them, uh, not just in the men's field, but also in the women's field, uh, a lot of other badasses, green berets, world champions in other sports, Navy SEALs, and also hand-built in our hometown of Austin, Texas, uh, the move listeners get twenty percent off. Just go to roka r o k a dot com. Again, that's roka r o k a dot com. Enter the code the move for twenty percent off. Last one of the day, and we're gonna have some fun. When is our ride with Michael? Uh, Saturday. Saturday. So Michael, the CEO of HVM, and of course the maker of, of Ketone IQ, the, the folks who invented the world's first drinkable ketone. Uh, in 2017, he's coming. I think he's going to even come on the show. But he, then he's going to go on a on – and this guy's like a badass, like runner. I think he's like
2: 230, 240. Last year, I saw him no less than 20 times running around Aspen. Good. So he's <laughs> been training for a year. Um, uh, it must weigh, you know, buck 35, dripping
0: wet. But he's coming on a mountain bike ride with us um, Saturday. Michael, so. you better
1: be ready. This boy over here is fit oh, this year. Let me year. tell you something. Let he's me fit tell you this something. year. It's kind of annoyingly – <laughs> He's annoyingly fit. He's yeah. Trying annoyingly to drop me. Annoyingly fit. Yeah. Well, it's, it there's hasn't a shirt. happened yet. Uh, listen, this, this, um, this, he's this. out. He's out. Pull up in me. He's out. Push up in me. But you know, it's not even close. You better be but ready, Mike.
0: This whole thing of human optimization. This is this is a key piece of it, and we talk about a lot of products on here that we really, really believe in and we use in our daily regimen. I'm gonna take a uh, sip of mine right yeah, now. Yeah, hit it, hit it. You Wait, better. I,
2: I'm missing something. Was he kind of talking smack about?
0: No, mountain I don't know. I, I just like to make these things up so that it's it's funner. It's funner It's funner fun to, fun to go kick somebody's ass. <laughs> um But for, seriously though, ketone IQ is a game changer, not just for physical uh strength, but also for mental clarity. You can save thirty percent off your first subscription order of ketone IQ over at HVMN.com slash the move. Again, that's HVMN.com slash the move, I got a, a funny text message from a friend of mine in the venture space, a, a young lady the other day. And she said, I don't, I don't know. What she what." She, I said, I didn't even know she exercised. She says, just so you know,
1: <laughs> you have Can me you by- repeat that the way you said that is <laughs> kind of funny.
0: No, I lo- she's awesome. Super smart. She talked about <laughs> mental clarity. This, this, this chick's smart. Um, but she says, you now have me taking ketones. <laughs> I was like, you're listening to a Tour de France show. Yeah, <laughs> Another cool thing. Which, hap-
1: by the way, we ran and started interrupting. We ran into like three, four people on the trail yesterday. Uh, this was and they're like, oh, you going to say that? that was a, I was about to open okay, up. You go, go ahead. ahead. No, well, it was funny because, you know, on the etiquette on the trails is uphill gets right away. So we were going downhill. We pull over and they would just stop and be like, man, I don't even watch cycling, but I love watching y'all right. show. Like three different people said that. And it's kind of just kind of fun. We appreciate y'all for watching us. Even though we talk oh, a lot no. of shit most of the time, but uh we we we, <laughs> well, we, a, we appreciate the love.
0: It turns out people like it when other people talk shit. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy the fellow on top of Rim Trail said that. And then you're leaving out one really important piece of that ride yesterday, George. Uh the you know, the the how you doing that we passed. Uh, a really cute young lady, uh uh and she's she was like Oh yeah, that yeah, was fun. This broke his, this broke the man's heart. Yeah. And and she rec- said hi to me and And we got like five seconds past, and he was, I could tell he was waiting for like, and George too. Hey. No, it didn't happen. So he got another switch back up. He's like, hey, you know, I'm here also. You know, I'm the nice one, right? You know, I'm the one everybody likes. And she, I heard, she goes, wait, what's your name again? She was at home Googling that shit. That's a true
2: story. Uh, (laughs) All right. Do you have anything else about today before we Uh -uh. take a look at the, Profile for tomorrow that's gonna make you guys have PTSD. Not really. I mean, that's the map. That's... Then the profile. I think
0: the thing that stands out for me is is um, is just such a, a short stage. And I think for the average listener, you think, oh, cool, these guys get a nice little break, a short stage. Mm. Boy, that that is not the case. These they'd almost rather add 50k so that it chills. When you have these short stages, people go you know, the riders, I should say, look at it and they, and they, um, they see this as, as an opportunity to go early and try and get away. A short stage is guaranteed to be animated, um, f- from the very beginning. So, and then with, the, and, and with a hard, um, uh, a hard climb up to th- uphill finish, which, you know, of course we don't see all the time, but 17 kilometers at, what was that again, Colton, like
1: 7%. It's so, a tough, tough climb. Yeah, we just got a little update. We're gonna get Matteo Jorgensen on, so we might take a little break and you we'll go back to talk about this. Yeah, it was fun f- to let's see let's what's f- going on with Matteo. Let's um,
2: finish with all of all of this show, and then if we're able to get Jor- uh, Jorgensen, that's okay, huge. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll, d- we'll tackle that yeah. afterward.
1: So yeah, another flat start tomorrow. If we can go back to that profile, um, like Lance said, a super short stage. It's going to be full gas attacks, uh, nonstop. I, I imagine it's going to take a long time for the breakaway to go. So what's going to happen is if a team, if a guy like Pogacar uh, wants to go for the stage win or you know a guy like Jonas, this breakaway, in my opinion, will be pretty easily controlled because it's going to take so long for it to get away. So I think, I think somebody like that will go for the, for the win tomorrow.
0: By the way, uh, the, the tour, this is only the second time. The tour has gone, on, uh, gone over the Grand Columbia several times or more than several times. Uh, this is only the second time that they have finished on top. The last time, I'll remind you all, uh, was in 2020, won by none other than Tadej Pogacar, so he he knows this finish. He's he's won here before. Um, it, we we saw him every day. He wants to race. Uh, we'll see. It's, it's an interesting climb. If you go the, on the on the tour website, you can break down the final the percentages uh, of the final climb. It, it's very um, inconsistent. Right You have pitches of nine, 10 percent, but then you have pitches of four or five, then you have some almost flat sections, so it's not it, th- those types of climbs, uh, uh, while you might think, cool, we got a little flat section in here, it, it almost it drives you crazy. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's long, but uh, there, there's some relief in the middle. It, it, watch for Pogacar tomorrow.
1: agreed. Mm.
2: Okay, so big, big G.C. Duke out tomorrow. Could decide the tour? I don't think tomorrow decides it, but...
0: Johan, somebody... Johan
2: says it'll be decided in the next three days. Yeah, I,
0: I agree with that. I don't know if it's tomorrow. I, I don't know that that final climb is is that hard. Um, We'll see. We'll see. Guys are there. Yeah, this is going to add up. It's going to come and, come and bite them.
1: Yeah, and we, and we know that uh, Pogachar is now on the offense, and we expect mm-hmm. to see that tomorrow as well, which obviously Jumbo knows the same thing. So it'd be interesting to see what their tactics are for coming into that final climb. I'm guessing they're going to want to be surrounded by many, as many guys as possible. Well, Bernard, Sepp Kuss, I mean, uh, you know, they're climber guys to, to be with Jonas as, as far as possible on that final climb. Cool.
2: All right. Uh, Ventum tour trivia of the day. And a little clarity. Remember, we were talking about the big box of names, 4,000 names. <laughs> no, and right. So every day from the correct answers, they're drawing a name. That goes to the final day. Okay. So we will have 21 names to choose, or 20 names to choose. So it's like the playoffs, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Cool. Yesterday's uh, question, uh, and again, this is to win a brand new NS1, their road bike. Who was the tallest person to ever race the tour? That was Marcel Seberg at six foot six.
1: See, I had to cheat on that one, to, but he was my teammate. We used to call him the boxer. He's got he got into a couple of fights, but really nice, nice guy,
2: <laughs> German guy. Wait, guy. Tell uh, me more about that. Yeah, I like he
1: was him. part of our Mark Evans leadout train. Uh, Marcel Seberg. He was uh, um, just really great guy, super what? cool guy. I never even heard of him. You hadn't? No, Great guy and very but I should have known that
0: I mean I've how, how tall was Eros Poli I think a lot he's, of a he's lot about of people, six five, I think yeah I think a lot of people probably picked Eros Poli he was such a um, he was such a character had had a big following another guy uh, of course Italian that spoke really good English for some reason um, but he, he had to be up there he's a big old dude
1: who's that oh yeah Eros Ar- yeah Eros and he's a big fan of the show as well great guy when we were in Tuscany he was trying to connect with us to ride and he's just a legend of yeah. the sport and he, he just he just turned 60 years old so happy birthday
0: yeah, we were minimizing guest appearances as, as we have been this tour. All right, today's question.
1: So I have, by the way, when he says that, minimizing guest appearance, he gives me an allotment of guests per week. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he tries to change the rules books on me. We had Monday rest day, so you think I have a new allotment of guests? No. He's like, no, you're done. No more guests. <laughs> How does that work? You can just change the rules in the middle of the game. It's, like,
2: it's like the Giro. You can just do whatever you want. Listen, the, the, the George, you, you know, I've done
0: a lot more work on myself uh, than you have, as is evidenced <laughs> by my, um, my connection to things like namaste and gratitude and things like that. But one of the things you will learn if, if I ever get you to, to dig in for four or five days and detach and really go deep on yourself. One of the things is boundaries. And that's uh, that's actually no shit, but it's let's have fun with it, you know. And so you just have, you know, it's like you got your yard, you got a
2: fence around the yard, and that's it, right? I
1: like it. I like it. <laughs>
2: Boundaries. All right. Today's question to win the NS one: Who is this year's tour oldest rider of this year's tour? Hmm. Oldest rider. That might take a little work to kind of go through all the rosters and look up their
1: age. So we, you got more?
2: No, that's it. But <laughs> okay. when you find the answer, do your research. Send it to trivia at Racing dot com.
1: So I know we usually go to questions after this, but we have Mateo on the line, so I think we should pull him up.
3: Hey, Mateo, hey buddy! He team bus. He's not at the hotel. No, I'm uh, not at the hotel. We were about three minutes away.
1: How are you, bud? Ah, I'm
3: okay. I'm okay. <laughs>
1: Another amazing I, uh, ride.
3: Uh, well, thank you, thank you. Uh, I have to say today I'm probably the most disappointed as I've been, but, uh, yeah, I had really good legs and just couldn't, couldn't find myself solo like I needed to, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's how it is.
1: Yeah. Well, we don't want to keep you on too long, but I just want you to talk to us about, uh, you know, you're in a really good state of form right now. Talk to us about how are you making these breakaways? Are you teeing off any, anybody? Are you just going when it's super hard and everybody's at the limit? What's your strategy? Because you're obviously making the hardest breakaways to make right now.
3: Yeah, I wish I could say that I, there was some there's some science to it or I know <laughs> yeah. some secret. But, it's a uh, feeling for sure. Yeah, it's it's a feeling. It's also today. It was like you had to just kind of sit there and wait for when it got hard. Like you yeah. can't you can't go on the flat when. When you know, 70, 100 guys want to be in the break, you have to wait until the climbs come. So you kind of just have to, in the flat, make sure you're well positioned, but only kind of follow moves when it's on the climbs because then you know only a few guys can follow, and then there's just a lot of luck involved. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of go when you feel it's right. You, you follow a guy that you think wants to be in there, and then you hope that you know somebody hesitates on your wheel and doesn't follow you. I mean, that's
1: yeah, that's that, Are it. you are you getting help from your teammates at that point or you're, this is all you on your own just floating and looking for the right move when you feel that it's time to go?
3: No, no. We're all we're all participating. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, we have right now seven guys and the only objective that we have is on days like this being the breakaway. So we're all taking turns following moves and that's really the key is that we have so many guys doing it because you can't follow every move. You can only follow... You know, three, four, or five max, and yeah, when you have seven guys kind of rotating and always, always following something, it's you can assure yourself that we'll be in there at least one of us. So.
0: Hey, Matteo, it's Lance here. Right? <laughs> uh, how's it going, man?
3: Good, good. good I
0: got a quick question. I, I know that obviously that within the team, guys talk. Um, uh, and so, but but I also know that within the Peloton, you have your friends in there, you talk to other guys, and what is the cons I, I just keep watching these stages, I keep watching the total amount of climbing. Obviously, the heat is coming on. What is the consensus in the Peloton? How t- I guess what I'm asking is, how tired is this Peloton?
3: Pretty tired. I think you see it, uh, yeah, you see it on days like this when yeah. the start is so hard and. And so many guys, it's like so many teams right now have the ambition to be there. But then once you get into the stage and it starts getting hard and you go over one climb full gas and then you're on the second fun, you start to notice that, okay, there's only really 10 guys right now that have the legs to actually make it and move, you know, and then you have – you look back and there's just a long line of, of guys who are just kind of trying to, at that point, get through the stage, so – I think you see every day fewer and fewer guys who actually can, yeah, can realistically make it at least when it goes on an uphill. You know?
0: Well, that that's a testament to you. I mean, you're not, you're, you're a young rider. How old are you now? What is it? Uh, um, 23, 24, 24, but for a young Just rider. Yeah. I mean, I mean, hats off to you for being able to, um, you know, to, to ride through it and still be at the front and find the moves. As you said, I mean, they're now we're getting to these days where guys just start slipping off the back. But for a 24 year old kid and staying aggressive, uh, man, you got, you got a, I know it was disappointing today and, and, but you have to, I think, take the momentum of just being there and build on that and just don't give up.
3: Thank you, Lance. Yeah. I think that's, that's definitely true. I hope there's at least one more opportunity for me this tour.
2: Yeah. I, I know you don't want to give away your playbook, But uh, do you have anything upcoming earmarked as something for you or is it just a day by day feel?
3: To be honest, today really felt like my last chance. Um, I mean, I don't want to I'm definitely going to keep trying. I have nothing else to do, but uh, yeah, (laughs) My, (laughs) my size yeah how much weight i carry and once we get into the real alps stages and you start going up you know hour-long climbs over and over it's going to be a bit tough for me um but yeah that's not to say i'm not going to try um and yeah maybe after we get through the alps there's those medium kind of days where it could be a sprint could be fl- it could be a breakaway if guys are really tired so those days i'll definitely try and yeah we'll see
1: cool Awesome,
0: Matteo. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Tell your mom hi, please. I, I communicate. We've never communicated, but your your mom and I communicate on Instagram about just <laughs> just how you're doing. The other day, I felt bad for your mother. You were in the break. She actually messaged me back. She was on the flight, and I said, "Shit." I said, "My her son's about to win a stage in the Tour de France, and you're on a plane." I felt so bad for, her, but please, please tell her yeah. hello.
1: Thank you, Matteo.
0: Thank Mateo. God, I didn't win. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys. Everybody, right, we, we appreciate you. Good luck. Thanks Get some rest. Me.
1: Thanks, man. I bye. will. Yep, bye.
0: Well, the kid doesn't. I mean, I don't. What do I know? He didn't look very tired.
1: He didn't. I, I know he didn't
2: look like he just had
0: that. And you can see
1: the frustration. And, and I mean, I, I didn't want to take too much of his time, but he's basically he know he knew he had yeah. the legs to go with Isigiri. But in a breakaway like that with such strong riders, it becomes a chess match, and it becomes a guy like he's a Gary who's got a, key, a teammate and Gail Martin in the breakaway. It's really hard to key, key off of both of them. Um, but it wasn't a lack of legs to go with uh, Gail Mar- or to go with Isigiri. I'm
0: sitting here going, who is Gail Martin? Guillaume.
1: Guillaume. Okay, you got me. <laughs> it wasn't a lack of legs that <laughs> why why he lost the race. It was just you know just that one moment where Izagiri goes and uh, there's a hesitation and he's gone. But you saw how strong Matteo was behind and trying to get, trying to get him and not getting much help from his his other breakaway uh, counterparts.
0: He, he doesn't need to worry, nor do his uh, the fans or are, are, are fans of American cycling who ask us every day pretty much of who's up and coming. This, mm-hmm. this kid's going to win plenty of bike races. So it, it may not be this tour, but there's going to there's be plenty of podiums uh, for Meteo. A couple of quick questions. I have one little fun thing too. Yesterday, uh, you know, George is doing all this. Speaking of, he's getting his ass kicked in training, in the gym, on the bike, but he's trying everything. You know, he... he, he um, you know, obviously the, the hack with the element T in the morning, he, uh, uh, it did, a, a, went and got in the river yesterday after the cold ride. Plunge, it was like five an all minutes. natural cold plunge. Five minutes. He's trying that. Uh, he then also got a massage and I think he got some sort of laser technology, something, something I did, but he was getting this massage and I was, you know, I was like, well, yeah. you know, I was looking for a good masseuse. I was like, how's how, what, you know, was it good? Was it deep? Was it, oh you know, then somebody else. And then he says to me, you know, I'm, I'm a massage connoisseur
1: I, I was am. like uh you got massages for the last <laughs> 30 years
0: I Excuse feel like I can take me? out a good massage um could you be more specific on that <laughs> okay moving on <laughs> uh, I'm a massage connoisseur
2: <laughs> massage magazine I
0: don't even know, know, know the
1: last from time I the patient I perspective could oh, be a man. thing. Well, I just don't like to get a massage and get petted. You know, that's the worst thing where people no, put just lube on you and just pet. <laughs> I need some deep, deep work. That's what I need. Uh, George has a new blog. It's uh, we'll, we'll probably
0: uh, put it out under the We Do umbrella. It's the Massage Connoisseur dot whatever. We
1: can, we can do the show. No padding. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, no
1: padding. Actually, that could be another T-shirt. No petting. We do the move.
2: Oh boy. Lance and George, I'm heading to the French Alps next year with my dad to celebrate his 65th birthday by riding out Duez. What a cool daughter. that right? is. Uh, hopefully in 65 minutes, that's the goal. Uh, any tips for riding the 21 bins that's from Chloe in Wales. Um, well, make sure you stop at hairpin 19 and just, and just
0: have a look up at the sign. I, 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 I it's, it's selfishly speaking here, believe it or not, yours truly still has his name on the sign. On Ben nineteen, I think there's another Ben too. They put your just so you know, they put your name on one of the bins after you have won on Alpe d'Huez. So, uh, what? But in all seriousness, what I would do if if uh, because it is a hard climb and it goes on and it's kind of relentless, but there are so many switchbacks. uh, Just always stay to the out as far outside as you can. I mean, the the outside of the hairpin versus the inside, especially on Alpe d'Huez, is probably. Again, don't you, damn scientist nerds, get on me about this? But it, it feels like it's three, four percent difference mm-hmm. in gradient. So just stay as far out as you can. Keep them because the outside of those switchbacks is you know really levels out. So use that as recovery as you're climbing up, and then you know, disclaimer: be a little careful when you're switch you know, taking a right switchback. Don't go all the way left because cars Does, are coming. Disclaimer:
1: down. it is a longer as well.
0: I don't think she cares if it's longer. I think we're trying to get there easier. <laughs> yep. But I do. I do think you know people because that is the 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 um, people get fooled, think well this is the shortest line, but it's a lot steeper. Just stay on the outside. If, if
2: you think it's gonna be a long hard climb, stay outside. Good tip. You're gonna like this question or this email. Love the show and enjoying the sessions this year. There is one thing that is concerning me. I can't help but notice that George seems a bit off the season. I agree. Oh my God. Pastries, clubbing, missing AM <laughs> gym sessions. I, I understand that everyone I has. I haven't had one pastry, thank you. Wait, I understand that everyone has an off season, but just wanted to check in and let him know
1: that we love him in any case. <laughs> That's from Catherine <laughs> in San Jose. Thank you. Catherine. Jose. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm getting into the, the race every day. I'm getting stronger. You know, I'm a, I'm a stage racer by heart. So towards the end, I'll be 100%. Catherine, he came in
0: uh, as if you were listening in the beginning. He came in on fumes because he came from his fiftieth. If you saw him on the preview show, I mean, this uh, bitch was a, a dead man some walking. And, and so it's it, I. He has recovered. He is coming back. We're still not back to to normal George form for for the move in the summer. But, again, he's trying all these things. Hell, he's getting massages and lasers and cold things and that, that, that. Monk Kush everywhere and fucking ketones, everything, you know? So he's getting better. And you, but you also left one one thing out.
1: I'm going to call, what? Hold on. Yeah, I was calling about that Lance, that cream that Lance was asking for. (laughs) <laughs> you got it. Okay, all right. We'll be there in like 10-15 minutes. To pick it up. Thank you very much. Sorry. <laughs> right. Oh shit. Sorry about that. I mean, you forgot about I the uh, to bring out uh, the cream. You but.
0: forgot about the uh, permanent reservation he has at the uh, W's rooftop uh, pool. Um,
2: <laughs> the no, velvet rope
0: section. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: no,
2: no shirts mandatory. <laughs> all but, right. On that note, we'll wrap it up. Send you questions. The move at wedo.team
1: and, and thank uh, you, Mateo, for jumping on. Yeah. We very, love you, buddy. very, very cool. That's, yep.
2: y- y'all don't know. That's a big, you know,
0: that's a, uh, it's not, I mean, you're, you don't want to do that when you're done with the stage, you're no. heading to the hotel, you're thinking about, you know, massage and recovery and all these things. And, 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 and two heartbreakers for him in yeah, this exactly. tour, But yeah. man, he's
2: looking good. I have
0: a few slappers like us call him up and ask him to get on Zoom. That, that's a big move. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's second, a boomstick. Second boomstick yeah, of the day Mateo. to Matteo. Boomstick. Thank for, you. For coming on. And seriously. Uh, Mama Mateo, um, hello. <laughs> all right, thanks all for right. tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow.